dispensing cannabis business knowledge beyond a million square feet of cultivation space. CannabisRadio.com proudly presents Blunt Business, harvested by Strainwise Consulting. Together, we will navigate the challenges and opportunities of one of the most profitable industries on earth. Join us each episode to hear our weekly roundtables and interviews with industry professionals. Now, let's delve into some blunt business with your host. And welcome, everyone, to another edition of Blunt Business, presented by Strainwise Consulting here on CannabisRadio.com. This week on Blunt Business, we're going to talk about the only company in the world now producing cannabis oil from dried flour grown via the process of aquaponics. And here to tell us all about that is the CEO of Greenleaf. His name is Warren Bravo. Warren, welcome to Blunt Business. Oh, thank you very much for having me, George. Appreciate it, and a pleasure to be here. Hey, Warren. Th- well, thanks so much, and we're glad we were able to go and connect today. So before I ask you about aquaqu- uh, aquaponics, I want to give the listeners some context, you know, a little learning experience for listeners out there. If they don't know about this, let's just get a little bit of context here to really bring in so we can get a little idea of where we're going to go with this conversation now. Sure, Using absolutely. fish to grow cannabis in a natural ecosystem environment – Aquaponics doesn't require the use of fertilizers and produces an end product as pure and natural as possible, something particularly important with cannabis oil. Now, you said uh, recently, and I'm quoting, given that cannabis oil is so highly concentrated, it's even more essential than any source material used be as pure and as clean as possible. So take me through how your company devised this idea and how it came to be licensed. Well, uh, it, you know, Green, Green Relief was, uh, was uh, an, an inception. It was an idea uh, my wife had for the, uh, our, the use of uh, aquaponics for our growing medium for cannabis. So uh, we have always been in the mindset as a corporation that we are here to help help people with the medicinal value of this plant and growing a very clean, natural uh, product without the use of chemicals, you know, as you mentioned, fertilizers, uh, pesticides, anything uh, topically applied to the plant, other than the, you know, the food we feed our fish, uh, you know, converting their, their waste into NPK, you know, we wanted to provide something that was a, uh, different and a unique experience for our clients, for our patients, and making sure that they were going to get something that was going to be uh, well, anybody who cares about what they ingest into their bodies wants a very clean and natural product. So that's what aquaponics is and that's what we grow. So, you know, the, the science uh, of aquaponics is one thing, but also the science of, of making uh, products such as our dried cannabis and cannabis oils that don't have any contaminants in them. That was that, a huge let's go focus, ahead and, I want to go, I'm going to come up to that. I want to do want to bring that up in just a few minutes, but let me go ahead and go into just to get a little idea of what you create. Now, Green Relief has created two oils based off of your low-tide and floating island dried cannabis strains. Low-tide oil is a balance of a two-to-one ratio of CBD and THC. Floating island oil is higher in THC but with minimal CBD. Talk to me about these strains and what they provide in terms of benefit and how are they different. Well, uh, and and actually to add to that repertoire, we've just come up with our Sunrise Oil, which is a 100% CBD strain from the cannabis sativa non-hemp plant, with all the you know through up to 350 cannabinoids in the non-hemp plant. As you know, there's uh, uh, three three plants in the in the in the cannabis family: hops and cannabis sativa hemp and cannabis sativa non-hemp. And non-hemp being THC. Well, cannabis sativa hemp 
has, you know, 50 to 70 medicinal compounds in her 70, uh, 50 to 70 compounds. Cannabis sativa non-hemp can have up to 350 compounds. And, and THC is just one of those. So we were able to, we've able, been able to strip off the THC profile, molecular profile, leaving a very broad spectrum cannabis oil or CBD oil, uh, full spectrum uh, CBD for our patients. So we're really, really proud to bring that to the marketplace as well. Highest concentration of CBD in the Canadian marketplace uh, uh, today. So, uh, you know, our, our low tide oil uh, is, a, is a great product. It's one that I use myself, especially when I want to get some sleep and my head's racing a, a thousand miles an hour right. uh, before bed. It's a very calming, very relaxing. It's just got a you know a small amount, uh, five to seven percent THC, but it's got that uh, ten to twelve percent CBD uh, in it as well. So it's a very relaxing strain. So you know it, it works for me very well for uh, for uh, just uh, relaxing. Uh, you know our our uh, floating island again is a is a. That's kind of a niche product in the respect that it's uh, that is an indica strain, but it's um, but it's uh, below the fifteen percent. Uh, uh, we'll say cap that a lot of the medical practitioners like to like to uh, uh prescribe to their patients because in Canada here they 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 some some doctors like to prescribe put a put a THC limit on the product so right. we wanted to bring a, a high quality oil uh to the marketplace that was under that 15% THC uh limit uh to be able to fill that niche for doctors who didn't want their patients having you know 20 or 25% uh uh THC in their product so you know it's a Great. big we're big big champions of starting low and go slow with all of our products kind of thing but uh you know it takes a while to build up that resistance and that using those uh, higher THC strains and oils for uh for medical consumption so now, uh, we have a very what wide I want to variety do of now is products. I want to go and talk about quality assurance because that's something that you inside the building and inside the, the process of you, of you creating these strains quality assurance without question is the top priority uh you have in-house scientists and third-party laboratories involved. Your products are tested for potency levels, as well as for microbiological contaminants, heavy metals, pesticides, and aflatoxins to ensure the patients are receiving a safe and consistent product in every order. So take me inside the quality control process. How do you keep that process streamlined into your seed-to-cell model? And how extensive are your standards compared to the industry standard that maybe other companies need to uh, also follow? Well, quality assurance and quality control uh, in in the Canadian marketplace are are very stringent. They're they're mandated by Health Canada. We have to maintain a very, very high standard of product before it goes out to the patient, and which means we have to conform to the uh, European or United States pharmacopoeia standards. You mentioned uh, uh, many, many things that we test for, but every single batch that we create, whether it's whether it's a, a, a batch of dried product or a batch of cannabis oil, uh, we have to have tested, and every one of those tests includes uh, testing for uh, Pseudomonas, Staphylococci, E. coli, heavy metals. There's 80 pesticides we test for or are tested for. Uh, the molds, mildews, uh, any gram-negative bacteria that can affect the, the the outcome of this plant is tested for through those standards. So we can't sell product until we get a certificate of analysis from an independent third-party laboratory. In this case, we use Anandia Laboratories out in uh, University of British Columbia to test all of our batches and products. From that, from that testing, we get a certificate of analysis, and that certificate of analysis has to be within that, as I said, the, spec, uh, the specs have to be within the European Pharmacopoeia standards. 
then is reviewed by our quality assurance team. So we have the, our QA team is almost working for Health Canada as opposed to working huh. for me, even though I do pay them. Uh, but they right, have to right. review every C, every C of A and make sure that no parameter is, is exceeded in those standards of uh, European pharmacopoeia. And uh, once we've uh, you know we've uh, adhered to the uh, proper uh, uh, testing uh, parameters, then they will put their stamp of approval on that, and we can then release a batch for sale. But this isn't any different for uh, the Canadian uh, LPs because all Canadian LPs have to adhere to that standard. That's why you know Canadian uh, licensed producers have the highest quality product uh, out in the marketplace in the world today. Nobody, I'm going to say, a very small percentage of the growers in the United States could even come close to passing the European pharmacopoeia standards that we have to uh, adhere to here in Canada. And, uh, you know, if, if any of one of those parameters is not within specification, then I basically have to destroy a batch uh, of product. Now, I've never had to do that because we, we do grow uh, very strict with strict biosecurity measures and very, very tight standard operating procedures. And we don't have any of those biosecurity issues. And we have a very standardized process and very uh, methodical process. And so we haven't failed the test yet. But, you know, there are people that have. And a lot of people have, uh, have had to do remediation to their products and, and, and processes to be able to uh, get within the standards of that uh, pharmacopoeia. Yeah, that sounds uh, totally so, uh, awful. It really does. It, we wouldn't want that to happen. It, uh, yeah, absolutely. Well, it's 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 an expensive mistake to to make, but you know it all has to do with biosecurity and 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 standard uh, standardizing your procedures and making sure that you don't infest uh, infect your plants with with uh, gram negative bacteria, basically. Now, and it's let's uh, go and go into this. I, I want to go. Do, and, but it's, it's, I want to go and yeah. talk into the idea of what you are using your money for without having to do any damage control. So let's talk about the building out. You're obviously we on this show, Blunt Business. We have talked a lot about the federal legalization, the rollout in Canada. You know, since October, uh, you know, we've had a number of Canadian companies involved and have talked about that specifically. So your company is based in Hamilton, Ontario, and I've noticed a number of large-scale companies like Green Relief investing in significant growth. So. I mean, I've done my research. If you notice, I take a lot of time. I, I really not ask, you know, try to get all the questions for you, but try to get some of this out to get the, the more of the context here. So now you are building out an additional 100,000 square foot facility in nearby Stony Creek, Ontario. And you're looking to produce double of what you're doing right now. And you're looking to add up to 100 more employees. That's congratulations. That sounds amazing. Talk to me now, what do you think about this investor confidence and the Canada market and how American companies could be looking at Canada as a bellwether, how they should take this trend? Well, uh, you know, for for, uh, uh, for for Green Relief and our expansion plans, uh, you've just mentioned one of our one of our many expansion projects. Oh, uh, the the hundred thousand square feet in Stony Creek is is uh, is one piece. Uh, we've just started construction on an additional two hundred and forty thousand square feet, which is going to be connected to the uh, building one, which we're operating out of now. So between that, uh, we you know we're we're uh, expanding into. Uh, 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 Australia, uh, uh, we're, uh, uh, finalizing some stuff in, uh, South, South Italy, Germany, uh, and Los Angeles, uh, North, North, uh, North Hollywood. Uh, there's lots of places and lots of areas that are interested in using our sustainable agricultural techniques to grow a very clean natural product. So, you know, because we're kind of different in the industry and, uh, uh, we have a very, uh, unique identifier in the space, uh, with our aquaponics model, uh, we're getting a lot of traction out there and people really want to know how we're getting the results that we do. So we're sharing our IP and, 
and joint venture partnership uh, uh, opportunities with uh, people uh, basically around the globe, and uh, we're very excited about that. You know, uh, it's not hard for us to, uh, well, uh, hard. It, it's uh, it's difficult for everybody to raise capital. Uh, if for people, uh, investors are getting uh, more savvy. There, you know, two years ago it was a totally different uh, mindset from an investor standpoint. They wanted to see you investing money into increasing the size of your canopy. Now that everybody's got these large grows here in Canada and it's always expanding, now the the sophisticated investor wants to know: Okay, you're growing, you know, five hundred thousand plants, but how are you selling it? We have to monetize from the sale of your plants, and you know, are you growing too many plants? Can you sell them all? Are you going to monetize? Are you going to make us money? Kind of thing. So, and you, you know, know, I want to uh, stop it right there, Warren. So sorry, I to cut you off, but okay. uh, we do have to go okay. into commercial break. But you know, I definitely want to talk about supply and demand when it comes to Canada, and then you know, talking about how much you're building out to grow more and produce more, and especially in other markets. So I want to talk more about the cannabis legalization, what, how you've seen the effects of it. Talk about supply and demand. We're going to do that on the other side of the break. You're listening to Blunt Business here on CannabisReader.com. Our guest is Warren Brawl, the founder and CEO of Green Relief LP. We'll be back with Warren with more questions in just a moment. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. Hi, I'm Montel Williams. Most of you know me as a talk show host, but I'm also an author, actor, single father of four, avid snowboarder, and I'm also a medical marijuana patient. Living with multiple sclerosis, I'm in pain every day. Medical marijuana is my last resort, and it helps me when all other drugs have failed. If you'd like more information about medical marijuana, you can contact the Marijuana Policy Project at mpp.org or call 1-877-JOIN-MPP. Now available for pre-order through crowdfunding for just $14 plus $10 shipping. Pouches, premium mixing and rolling pouches, allow you to carry and prepare your herbs for consumption with discretion and ease. These stylish pouches are handcrafted using strong zips, long-wearing buffalo leather outside, and smooth, cheap skin inside. A portion of proceeds go to fund vital medical research into cannabis for ADHD. See a demo and get yours now on Indiegogo or Pouches.com. That's P-O-U-C-H-Z dot com. Strainwise Consulting is the most sought-after consulting company for cannabis business applications and management contracts. We consulted on the first recreational license in the world and have had an over 95% success rate on applications submitted. The industry is growing at such an exponential rate that building a powerful and lasting cannabis business is a number one priority. Here's Strainwise's Sean Eubanks. In our first five years, we branded and supported nine medical and recreational marijuana dispensaries and a approximately 160,000 square feet of sophisticated and efficient product cultivation. Strainwise Consulting has the experience and expertise to guide you through the process. I hope you didn't forget about us because we're back with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. And we're talking with Warren Bravo, the founder and CEO of Green Relief LP. Talking uh, just before the break, we were talking about cannabis legalization and the idea of supply and demand. I have a question about that in just a second. But first, Canada has rolled out new rules and regulations around production, manufacturing, transformation, sales, and policy leading up to the full legalization back in October. Now, what do you think about how the federal government has intervened and have they been more helpful or more of a hindrance? Well, I, I think the uh, Canadian government has done a, uh, a, a pretty good job in rolling out a platform 
you know, that's that's relatively new on a global scale. So, you know, obviously there's going to be uh, some uh, uh, bumpy roads in, in the legislation and the legalization aspect of, uh, of this. But, you know, I think all in all, uh, you know, they, they, they deserve their kudos. They've taken a very bold step forward uh, in this new space. And uh, and other countries are looking at Canada as something to uh, to admire and, and to follow as far as the regulatory bodies and the regulations they've established. So I'm uh, I'm, I'm quite pleased with uh, with things in general. Excellent. And I'll tell you, it's you know obviously a big step when you see maybe there are states in America that are making this rollout. And there's only been another country in Uruguay, I believe, that has also done the full rollout to legalization. So, and there's others on the way. So it's a big thing to be said about where there are going to be some issues in Canada, including the issue of supply shortage weeks after legalization. I've talked to people, you know, off the line, you know, off the record that have been that are in Canada that have told me the issues that they're having in terms of trying to get supply, trying to get online. Uh, one of our shows, uh, uh, Cannabis Confidential, Dr. Dina talked to one of the dispensary owners up there, talking about how, you know, Everything is so different per province, and issues about trying to get an order online and waiting for that product to come in. And some people are still looking to go black market to get their product. But I've been very skeptical about the media reports that are out there these days talking about all this. But is this a problem that customers are really experiencing, and what steps are you trying to do as a company that you think you can do to help out? Well, I think that uh, you're you're absolutely correct in all of those statements that you made. There is a, a shortage of supply in the Canadian marketplace today, and it's not all the licensed producers that were short. The the government didn't anticipate the uh, the uh, uh, exceptional uh, sales that they were going to be uh, generating, and they didn't order enough product from our the LPs. And you know, LPs are walking a very fine line. You've got. Uh, you know, LPs that are that are solely in the recreational market that want those wholesale agreements and push products out to the to the retail uh, uh, shelves immediately, and then you have companies like us that are more medically focused or 100% medically focused. Then there are companies who are trying to do both, and yeah, I don't think you can please both marketplaces because you know I don't have a shortage of a product for my medical patients. My medical patients will always have product at green relief as they move forward as we march forward, even with the recreational space. But, you know, the the, the rec market, the it's supply and demand, as you said, this product is going to commoditize over the next uh, number of years. Uh, supply and demand is going to affect pricing. And, uh, you know, just like every other state, you've seen Colorado, California, Seattle, uh, Oregon, they've all gone through these, you know, huge margins, huge profit margins, and now soft markets uh talking to somebody at the uh, cannabis show uh, last uh, week in Vegas and and you know right. Oregon pricing bulk pricing is uh, is way down right now so wow. you know uh, supply and demand and you know eventually in California you know starting to see their market come back up you know Colorado's on the upswing for pricing as well so uh, supply and demand is going to be a huge factor in this industry as we move forward which is why green relief and and companies who are serious about being in for the long haul have to rely solely and and focus on their cost of goods super high quality products going out to the marketplace at the lowest cost you can produce them for. That's going to make you uh, uh, be there when the dust settles in the industry. And what's also interesting is that um, I've talked to other Canadian companies that if they're not able to get their supply out to enough because of the uh, the mediary, intermediary that you are looking at other countries which is a, a advantage I guess in Canada with the regulations as they are that you have looked at Australia and you've looked at other countries to export that product to make sure at least that product's getting out somewhere 
Well, yeah, yeah. It's it's not. Uh, you know, I, I'm I'm more than happy just to sell what we have in Canada. I'm not looking to expand in other countries for uh, export purposes, other than uh, maybe some of my niche products as the derivative market expands uh, in the Canadian space uh, as we develop uh, some of the uh, some of the derivatives that uh, we'll be allowed to under the federal regulations. But you know, for me, it's not it's not so much expanding for export import purposes, but I want people to use our our sustainable agricultural methods, aquaponics. And I think that that's so important on a global scale because if you're not latching on to sustainable, met- sustainable methods of, of growing cannabis, vegetables, it doesn't matter what, uh, you're going to be a dinosaur. You're, you're not going to be around to be able to grow because, you know, our water resources are shrinking. You know, right. California's got a huge problem. Arizona, Texas, uh, Florida, uh, Cape Town, South Africa, the UK, many, many countries are going to be developed or going to be uh, uh, having enhanced uh, water, uh, shrinking water uh, issues. And uh, uh, aquaponics is, uh, is a process that uses 90% less water than any other form of agriculture in my recirculating closed loop ecosystem. So uh, I'm, I'm more uh, excited about getting that technology out there because, and not just for growing uh, cannabis, but vegetables, countries like India, uh, and Dubai, uh, arid countries that really, really need our, our processes. And, uh, we're, uh, we're getting those out, uh, uh, and the name out there exponentially and, and looking forward to having those grows, uh, in some fashion in these other countries. So, well, and I wasn't trying to make any question of sustainability. I guess my question was, I was referring to that only more because I would think that with that harvest, if you're not able to get it out there, there's only so much shelf life you have. So there is a need that if you can get that out there, at least someone's going to take benefit of it. Uh, absolutely, but if for an importing and ex- exporting, it's not as easy as you might think just oh, to kind of okay. uh, get get products together and just ship them out to another country. You know, you're, the receiving party has to be legal in the country that yeah. you're shipping to. There's a there's a pharmaceutical GMP or a GMP standard that you have to be able to grow to before you can import or export products. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's not as uh, it's not as simple as just uh, growing some plants and putting a, a you know bailing your product and getting it out on an airplane and shipping it overseas. There's a lot more to it. Okay. It's a very controlled process, and it takes about 30 days to get an export license, and they're only good for one transaction. So every time you want to export, you have to apply for another uh, another export license. So they're just not open-ended. That's fascinating. Okay, that te- definitely taught me a lot right there because I could have thought there might have been – I didn't realize there was so much behind that, but that totally makes sense, and that's exactly why you're saying that you would prefer to go ahead and work with – Canada in terms of your supply and demand than having to go through other routes. I totally understand. You're Absolutely. Well, you know, Canada's only got a 32 million, uh, you know, 33 million population. And, you know, just south of the border, you have 330 million people uh, yeah. uh, just south of where we are. And I'm, I'd be more than happy just to export down to uh, uh, my continent uh, than uh, shipping overseas. Well, maybe there's a chance you might even go a little bit south of the border of that, even past the United States, because... You know, while Canada legalization has ramped up the argument for legalization throughout North America, I know that, that we've been talking, uh, we've heard the news that Mexico's president-elect, Antoine Manuel Lopez Obrador, and I believe he's already president now, uh, he's taken office, or he's going to take office, excuse me, in December as we record. Uh, he's signaling that his administration is looking to fully legalize marijuana. And we've heard now that President Trump here in the U.S. has publicly spoken about the idea of possibly signing a bill if it came across his desk. To the contrary, visit the outgoing Attorney General Jeff Sessions. With that kind of expansion and investment Canadian companies like Green Relief are making, how much is there a focus if, you're, when, if and when there is an expansion possibility into the rest of North America? 
Well, I think uh, it's uh, it's very important just from uh, from you know from a retail sales aspect. As I said, your population is massive, and uh, it, it would be nice to get a uh, a piece of that market. And the Canadians are being are you know getting a uh, known for high quality products, and I'm sure that there's a market for Canadian products south of the border. Uh, you know, I, I think that. Uh, as I said, it's not just it's not just selling my products. But it's also selling a system for me. It's that uh, selling this ecosystem because it's needed out there. And I, I uh, you know, I keep jumping back to that. But that to me is as e- equally important as selling my naturally grown products and my high quality products south of the border. Just as important to get aquaponics uh, in the uh, southern states, especially. So, which is why we're focused on getting our uh, expansion in North Hollywood and Los Angeles uh, up and running. Uh, and show people that there is a different way to grow and people who really, as I said earlier in the, in the show, people who really care about what they ingest and if they want a natural and clean product, here's your alternative. Here's aquaponics uh, and uh, enjoy. Let's go ahead and uh, I'm going to go ahead and segue here into another question before we get into another break. In previous interviews, Warren, you've spoken about plans about going public with an IPO. I haven't heard anything else new. I wasn't able to find anything else new. How is that coming along? It's coming along very well. We are just finalizing our prospectus, uh, which then has to go into the Ontario Securities Commission for review. Uh, they have a, uh, basically a 10-day duty of care window to get back and respond with any questions. You know, hopefully there's not going to be any back and forth, but uh, I'm, uh, we're anticipating our IPO to be uh, uh, out in the markets probably at the end of January. I'm going to say third week of January, being optimistic. Uh, you know, February 1 by the latest, uh, our hope, uh, there isn't any hiccups through the regulatory uh, review. And uh, yeah, we're, we'll be a publicly traded company on the Canadian Stock Exchange. Congratulations on that. That's a, a bustling business. We see a lot of stuff going on up there in the uh, on a Canadian when it comes to the Stock Exchange. So very good hear, news to hear about that. Uh, hopefully Exciting. a lot of people will go ahead and take advantage come January. Uh, we're going to come back with final questions with Warren Bravo, the founder and CEO of Green Relief LP. He's been talking about uh, cannabis uh, farm production to the world of aquaponics. And this has been a fascinating conversation. We're going to wrap things up with Warren after this quick message here on Blunt Business, here on CannabisRadio.com. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. The smoke is rising, and the next crop of podcasts devoted to cannabis providers and enthusiasts are ready to be harvested. Welcome to the Cannabis Radio Network, founded by respected rainmakers who have been producing award-winning podcasts for over a decade. Industry headlines, business updates, medical reports, marketing, and e-commerce education rolled up perfectly for your consumption. Let's grow together. The Cannabis Radio Network. CannabisRadio.com. Ignite the conversation on some trending topics along the Cannabis Radio social media network. Join our crew of thousands on our Cannabis Radio page on Facebook or at Canna Radio, C-A-N-N-A Radio on Twitter. Plus, look for our Facebook and Google Plus pages for all of our original programs and connect with Dr. Dina, Kyle Cushman, Dr. Mitch Earlywine, Nurse Heather, Doc Rob, the host of Gondrepreneur, and more. Connect with the growing Cannabis Radio social crusade at Canna Radio on Twitter or search for Cannabis Radio on Facebook, Google Plus, and Instagram and grow with us. 
Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now. Bought a game for your phone, gonna make you say, wow. The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash. Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash. Little by little, your empire grows large. Put the big celebrities inside your entourage. You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Chichin and Chong. Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong. The name of the game is him pink, that's the point. Download and play while you like yourself a joint. The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh yeah, get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. I hope you didn't forget about us, because we're back with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. And we're back with final questions with Warren Bravo, the founder and CEO of Green Relief LP, based in Canada. Uh, Warren, you've been a fantastic guest. Thank you again so much. I have a few more questions before we wrap things up. Now, you recently said in an interview with InvestorIdeas.com, if your company was looking into renewable energy sources to deal with your power supplies, and you said, quote, we're working with an on on an off-the-grid system, but we are still in developmental stages. But the goal is to have no carbon footprint over time, end quote. Now, you know, I didn't talk anything about your background, but I did notice that you and your and the, and the family, was, there was a family business of cement contracting that you were in back in the day. And for someone who decided to leave that kind of business, how does sustainability and environment play such an important factor into this business model overall? Well, when you uh, marry a landscape architect and a, and a, and a tree hugger, you, uh, you, you're forced to be, uh, to be there. So it's been an interesting uh, ride and development through uh, what Greenleaf has become and all through the brainchild of my wife, Lynn. And, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm a capitalist, uh, but also uh, a capitalist with a, with a conscience. And, yeah. and I think that, uh, uh, you know, my wife has brought uh, aquaponics into uh, uh, myself and my business partner, Steve's life. And uh, we were, were able to... Uh, to make a system work when people laughed at us and told us aquaponics doesn't work for growing cannabis and we've proven them wrong now the veterans in uh, in the global space you know sustainability is so important uh, in in uh, in in all businesses going forward and and working towards a, gar- a zero carbon footprint is equally as important because you know we only have one earth and you know agriculture as it is right now is a bit of a mess everything's gmo everything's got to be uh you, you know special fertilizers uh, roundup uh you name it, everything's being sprayed on our plants, everything's modified to resist droughts and, and uh, excessive moisture and all kinds of different things, blight and all these other uh, problems. There's no heirloom varieties of anything left. Everything's been hybridized and modified to uh, to fit the you know growing climate. So you know we're happy to bring a little more realism and a little more natural style of growing uh, cannabis and or vegetables uh, in into the into the world and uh, and uh, advance our aquaponic platform. You know sustainability is truly important and uh, you know you can't start at zero carbon footprint. You have to work to get there. It's a lot of right. work, but you know our ideas of work, uh, being off the grid and generating our own power through green technologies and science advancement uh, is truly important. It's high on our list of. Uh, list of things to uh, do and, and every day we're working towards that and I allow us to go ahead and say here on, on behalf of the show it's really great that you know your wife was such a great inspiration for a lot of things that you did with this business and honestly we're just really glad that your team at Greenleaf has been able to go and do so much and create this process for us so I must ask you where can listeners learn more about this aquaponics process because obviously there was so much more we could have said but we had so little time to get uh, all this in how can we also get your hand, get their, our hands on your low tide and floating island dried cannabis strains? 
Okay, well, uh, oil, uh, floating island, uh, we have our, you know, tsunami, we have our deep purple oils, we have all kinds of uh, sativas and indicas, we have all kinds of products used that you can buy to, uh, to for any medical condition uh, you you uh, you have. But, you know, listen, our, our, our website, uh, it's uh, greenrelief.ca or greenrelief.com, relief spelled traditional way, uh, R-E-L-I-E-F. Uh, so uh, uh, you can certainly check us out there. It tells you everything that we do. We have a great social media team that uh, blogs weekly on uh, cannabis, you know, uh, exploring terpenes, uh, what the, our products are, are, are good for use uh, for medicinally. Uh, we have all kinds of uh, things. You know, our Twitter, Instagram, all of those things. Uh, you know, join any of those platforms. All the links are on our website. They can reach out to me. I'm a, I'm a phone call away. If anybody wants to uh, get in touch and learn more about uh, aquaponics, they can certainly call us at uh, uh, area code, uh, uh, or sorry, 855-841. Two zero zero nine, and just dial the extension, and uh, uh, you'll be able to get uh, get me personally. So uh, we're happy. To, we're here to help. We're here to advance our platform, and uh, anybody who's interested, uh, reach out. Uh, Email uh, Bravo at greenrelief.ca. So oh, lots wonderful. of ways to get in touch with us. And I got a second to you know about the blog there at greenrelief.ca because it was very extensive. It's definitely not something to kind of like pump the company's uh, credentials, but it's really it's a lot of wide ranging subjects, and it's a lot of information there. And uh, there's a lot to go ahead and cover. So you, you take some time and by all means, go ahead and check out the website, check out the blog, especially and all the information that's provided there. So Yeah, I've got to give huge kudos though, to, the, to, my, uh, to, the, to that team. They uh, really do put out high-quality uh, uh, documents, well-researched papers, and, uh, and uh, everybody should take advantage of them. Absolutely. Yeah, Content is king. Warren Bravo, founder and CEO of Green Relief LP. Thank you again so much for being with us here on Blunt Business. It was an absolute pleasure, George. Thank you for having me. A pleasure is ours as well. So thank you, everybody, for joining us. If you are looking to get your foot in the door of the cannabis industry, as well as entrepreneurs looking to start their own marijuana business, check out StrainWise Consulting by going to www.strainwiseconsulting.com. Make sure you let them know that Blunt Business sent you, uh, sent you their way. And thank you all for joining us here on Blunt Business. You can download past episodes by going to CannabisRadio.com or subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Thank you for listening. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.